0: What's up guys, this is the Genocide Talk, episode 4. Um, This is a continuation of episode 3. <clears throat> there was a lot of stuff I missed out. And just bear with me, because it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, so... Yeah, I'm not in the greatest mindset right now. I'm just like, I'm not sleepy, I'm just like, thinking. Um, and this has been bothering me for a while, because... You know, I, I've been wanting to put this out there, you know, the truth about what's going on with um, what what happened with me and Giselle, and there's a lot of stuff I did miss out on. Um, with Giselle, uh, I'm gonna get into that, but the first thing I want to talk about is the Leah situation. I was listening back on it, and it was, sounded very very confusing the way I was trying to explain it. So I'm gonna explain it now that I have a clearer mind of everything. So when I was arguing with Leah, um that's why I made fun of her mom. It's not until after I already had finished the argument with Leah's when I found out Leah's mom had died. Um when I did do that, I did freestyle about Leah's mom and yeah not the best thing I would say for me I didn't record it which was a good thing you know I wasn't that stupid and heartless but at the same time I was just still fucked up um but there was a lot of things that I didn't miss out um that's I, I had like in my mind to mention it but I guess because I was so excited to talk about this but at the same time nervous I didn't talk about it at the same time. So I want to talk about it now. So um, Carlos, I want to talk about this before I get into what I'm about to tell you. Because what I did was crazy. Carlos, because I was asking Carlos, uh, Giselle's ex-boyfriend at the time. Boyfriend. um, Where did Giselle live? And he would tell me, he told me where she lived so one day I passed by there um, and it's like, Carlos already confirmed it because I already knew because well, I like, when I throw out the garbage where I was living because where I lived in Manish Harbor, there was also a complex that had the garbage, it was a private uh, the private lot, but it had the garbage there so I would go there and throw out the garbage and stuff like that um just, uh, I take walks sometimes um I don't take like 20, 30, not 20, 30 minutes, 20 minutes tops to um, get back home be- from, you know, because I just like to walk. I just like to wander off. I like to be in my own little world and my own little zone. If you know me, that's how I am. Um, so I wander off to this specific area and I'm not going to talk about where because I, I actually... In the recording before, I messed up and said where the location was. I'm not going to say it now. <clears throat> but I found where Giselle lived because there's was a party and people were going in and out, but I didn't see her. And I asked Giselle, like, after I walked there, you know, when I was walking home, I called her, I was like, oh, you know, I think I found where you live, you know, where you live, uh, is, is having a party, da, 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 you know, she didn't confirm it at first, but Carlos confirmed it for me when, because I, like I said, I accidentally stumbled upon it, and now, like, I was know the purpose of looking for it, I accidentally stumbled upon it, but Carlos did confirm it, um. Actually, I think Carlos told me where he, she, uh, told me where she lived, and then I went there, and I, I was like, okay, yeah, he was telling the truth. Yeah, Carlos did do that, so Carlos told me, and then I went there, but it wasn't like I was, like I said, I wasn't trying to be creepy, it was just more like, oh, curiosity killed to kill the cat type of thing, um, but now knowing where she lived, caused problems, so. When me and her were arguing, I would go to her house with garbage in my hand. And it was my personal garbage. And, like, if she had written the DNA or called the cops or whatever, you know, she would have found that it was me. Because I don't know if DNA works like that with plastic, but, you know, they could definitely dust for fingerprints or whatever. And they definitely could tell it was me. Um, I took garbage. Now, I waited till the nighttime because that's when we throw out the garbage normally anyway, so... I took, um, I used to take, like, my fingers or a knife or something and cut, like, little, like cut open the bag so I could, that way I hold it in my hand, it's not a spiller unless I chuck it, so I took the bag, went to her house and chucked it all on her lawn, like, every night when we were arguing, um, every morning she had to come out where somebody in her family were had to come out and clean it up. It was we it it was it was definitely definitely weird but I did that because I was just pissed. I was just like, yo, you're you know, you're fucking me over with my feelings and stuff like that. So Um, one time I actually went to her house and again, like I said, this all ties in to everything. Um, I went to her house and I was going to the mall and if anybody knows me back then and now I used to wear jackets. I don't wear jackets now. I used to wear jackets because it was cold. It was freezing cold, freezing fucking cold. And I was in middle school. So it was freezing, definitely freezing cold. Right, so me and her were arguing as usual, and I was going on the way to the mall, so if you know I went to her house, you know, taking the long way to the bus stop, you know, I don't know why, but it was definitely definitely out of my way, but as well, it was right, um I walked to her house and Where the side of the house where she was like where her bedroom was at, and I was actually aiming for her window. I didn't get it, but I was aiming for it. I chucked, you know, eggs at her house. What was freezing fucking cold. Now, mind you, when liquids freezes, it freezes in spot. So, I immediately chucked it. It broke and it immediately froze into spot. Like I was looking back at it, I was like, oh my god, it froze into spot. It's crazy. It was not until the summertime or no, the springtime because it was when I I did this was like January, February, like the coldest months, you know, March, April, when it was really warm out. She was like saying how like people were throwing like a person, somebody was throwing like garbage on her lawn or like throwing eggs at her house and her neighbors caught it, but like her neighbors didn't know how to describe the person. I was like, okay, good. But she called me. And she knew it was me. Like she kind of caught a hint. And I lied. I denied it. I was like nope. I was like damn that's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't do that though. You know. And after when we hung up. It just felt so awkward. I was like oh fuck. Adrenaline hit me. It was all types of feelings. Like I was laughing nervously. Like it was just crazy. It was bad. I was like. I felt bad, but at the same time, I'm like I've dodged a fucking bullet. Now, not everything that I've done to this girl was fucked up and mean. There's a lot of nice things I've done to her, or well, done for her. Um, one day, and you're gonna see. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I forgot to mention that. But it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm doing this, you know. Um. But you guys see how really messed up she is. So, one day, um, me and her were talking on the phone. And we were just chilling, talking. She was talking about a movie that she was watching, and it was scary and stuff like that. So... I decided to take my only money that I had, go to the store, buy her um, M&Ms, and I wrote a letter, like a love letter, telling her, you know, I'm just begging her for a chance, just, you know, give me one chance, I want to show you that I could, you know, treat you right, treat you properly, and, you know, just take care of you, and love you, and hold you, and stuff like that, and I'm just begging you for a spot, you know, for, uh, for a chance, and I remember it distinctly like that, pretty much, um, I also had a teddy bear, now, if anybody knows me, I have this blue teddy bear, and this other teddy bear, they're like, it it comes with me with my childhood, like, it's something that's sentimental to me, so if I give it to you, you know, just know that it's, you are a sentimental value, and it holds sentimental value, and you hold that sentimental value as well, um, the, the reason why I the teddy bear is because it, when I was growing up, I had friends, but it wasn't weird, it wasn't weird for me to, like, feel awkward, like, and not, like, my place with them, so I had this teddy bear that I would always feel comfortable with, and just talking and stuff like that, and no, the taper was my best friend. Those tape bears were my best friend. And I gave her one of them. And she. And, and, Alright, so I gave her the bear. It was in a bag with candy and a litter. I called her, you know. I knock. I think I knocked on her door, rang the doorbell, but she wasn't answering. So I, I just left it on the porch, and I called her, and, she, and you know, I called her like three, four times, and it didn't go through. And this is the times where you had to dial the phone number. So, you know, I would know her number. I would put it in three, four, seven, and. I still remember, actually, it's crazy, i I, I put it out now, because I don't think it's her phone number now, but it's uh, 347-205-5812, that was her number, I remembered it distinctly, like, it, it was like as if it was yesterday, I just remembered it, it's, it was crazy, I still remember it, it was like, it's one of those phone numbers that you never leaves you, so, she... She uh I called her and she didn't pick up. So I left her a voicemail, she called me back and she's like, What is all this stuff? And she's just like going through the bag. I'm like, you know, there's a letter in there, there's a there's a teddy bear in there that has so that holds so uh sentimental value to me. Um and there's also a chocolate in there, so you could have that as well. I was like Reese's Pieces, the Eminem version of it, so, like, you know, all that I gave her, this ungrateful girl, because, like I said, um, I could've had that myself, I took my money and spent on her, my money that I wasn't even working for, I was just, like, I had money, I gave it to her, I bought her, I bought her shit, um, So I can't remember. So she was completely like she not complaining, she was like saying, Oh, I'm scared because I feel like you're poisoned the chocolate. I'm like, Really, Giselle? Like really? Like that's stupid. Why would I do that to you? So <laughs> she reads she reads the letter. <clears throat> she sees the teddy bear also while reading the letter and she was just like, Oh my god, she was just like so happy about it and I was just like you know I just try my best you know I, I really care about you and love you um well it, it it went unnoticed because she did eat the candy she enjoyed it um she she enjoyed the, uh, the teddy bear and the letter now she turns to me every time we get into an argument or some kind of like disagreement she was like you know Oh, you know this is this is the reason why I don't like not like that. No, she was like trying to more control me, and if I didn't didn't go with its way, uh, if I didn't go her way or with it, and I like, kind of rebelled. She was like, "This is the reason why I don't date you. This is the reason why I don't want to date you. This is the reason why I'm not going to date you and stuff like that." And it just hurt me. I was just like, "Wow, that's so fucked up." And she's like, "You want your chance, right? You better not fuck up." I was like, "Wow, you know she." it was just like crazy and cause I remember like, it like it, it, I'm not lying about all the stuff I'm telling you because if I'm telling you about the shit that could probably get me incriminated I'm telling you about this as well so um she turns around and tells me all this stuff so when we get to our email over it eventually and we made up and be friends again. So I asked her, you know, do you still have the table that I gave you? She's like, No, I chucked it out the window. I was like, No She's like, Yeah, I chucked it out the window I told her, Go get it, go get it, go get it, you know, go get it. She's like, I don't swim anymore, you know, uh no, not swim, sorry. I'm so tired. Well, Actually, because she had a pool, I wouldn't put it past her if she threw it in the pool. But she said she threw it near the pool, so she's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna get it. I, you know, I don't swim or something like that. Some weird shit like that." She said, because she threw it where, where, like the, in the pool general area. Is, so she's like, "You know, you go get it, pretty much type of deal." And I was like, "Are you serious?" You know i don't swim i don't know how to swim she has a big ass pool so i'm just like she didn't get it it got destroyed um i think her brother fished it out and gave it to the dogs and they they chewed on it but she definitely did chuck the chuck the uh the table out the window i was just like wow that's just so hurtful and so spiteful and she's just like, yep, this is the reason why I won't give you a chance and stuff like that. Leading me on, you know, and I blame her for that stuff. Like, that part I do blame her for because she did fuck me up mentally. Um, But afterwards, <clears throat> we were friends for a while and there's it, it, something I did that was fucked up. I... While we were in high school arguing... Usual immediate uh they had the mediators, so you know they had to immediate the uh the situation. Now, if anybody remembers AIM, right? If you remember AIM, you would be posting status, and it could connect to Twitter and Facebook. So, I in my AIM, um, because she was throwing subs on me, you know, so she was throwing subs about me and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, you want to be immature? I could be immature too. I posted up her whole entire address on AIM. She took a she took a picture of that. Um, she a couple other things she took a picture of, but she did take a picture of that stuff. Um, and then she went to the deans. The deans immediately, and then mind you, this is like the day before. I'm threatening her through text message. Well, not threatening her. I was, like, more like, you know, saying, "Yo, you're this, you're that. And I blamed it on all my friends in the neighborhood. But it was really me. You know, I'm not going to lie. It was really me. So, um, she goes to the DM. We have a mediation. um, And they just, like, said to me straight up, like, she can press charges if she wants to because you put her information out there so she could press you press charges on you if she wants to and get you locked up this is all her you know in a horrible you know I'm not gonna make the decision for her but it's up to her and you better hope she does the right thing so she she was like now I'm not going to press charges on him, and she's like... You know, they were like, you're lucky. Because had it been somebody else's daughter, they would have pressed charges. And she just, like... I don't know if she was, like, if it was one kind of act of uh, kindness. One act of kindness, or it was just, like, her genuinely, like, caring about me. But, um, she just did not press charges on me for that. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's so grateful, I'm so clutch. Um, but... I'm just like trying to think something else if anything else came up, but pretty much I could have gotten locked up. I could have gotten locked up. I could have gotten put into jail. It was just a whole bunch of stuff. Man, I could have gotten, I could have been not where I was at or where I'm at now. I could have been like a lot worse where I'm at. But, you know, in due time, there's karma. And I don't watch nothing bad on her kid, but, you know, it does go. It, anything that you do, karma gets back to you, whether it be you or your son or your daughter or your whatever, your children's children. You know, karma doesn't hold no bound or gender. So she can he or she can get you and you did nothing you can do about that. Karma is going to have to play his course, and I'm hoping that he gets what I got and, you know, teaches people, like, you know, humility. You know, it teaches people humility. Be, you know, don't humiliate the person. So, yeah. But, um, pretty much, I, I, fucked up with Giselle and I, I told you the rest of it you know I didn't think there was gonna be a part 2 to it but you know eventually I, I listened to the story and listened play, to the playback and I was just like no it doesn't make any sense you know so I have to redo this and well, not redo it just more like put more clarification on the thing so yeah definitely like it's It's been a hell of a ride with Giselle, but I'm not happy where I'm at, and I'm hoping that she's happy where she's at, and I wish nothing but the best for her. I really do. Um, this has been a special Genocidal Talk. I've been doing this recording since 3 o'clock. It's now 4 o'clock. I'm tired, and I'm going to bed. Good night, guys.